everybody. And tonight we are doing. What's up? How you doing? Good. Sup? Hanging in. Good. Well, everyone's hanging in, right? We're doing good. Yeah, everyone's doing great. Okay. And tonight we are doing Monty Python and the Holy Grail. We are doing an older movie. Uh, another listener suggestion. This came in from listener George. Thank you, George. For Thanks, George. Recommending. Thanks, George. This. Uh, so, Monty <laughs> Python is a British sketch comedy troupe that made many movies in the 70s and 80s. Uh, this is, I think, maybe their second one, their second movie. Although they did, they did. So, I was looking at Netflix. They've done so many things that some are movies and some are just like just sketch compilation shows. And they, yeah, they, they used to have of, a sketch comedy show that was just like a TV show. So yeah, so they they did a bunch. This is one of the. It's either the first or second movie, like actually like putting it all together into a somewhat cohesive. I say somewhat cohesive story, but somewhat okay. Cohesive. You are the elder stateswoman of the show. Uh, you are the only one who was around when this came Jesus. out and when it. Wow, I know, right? I'm yeah. waving with the queen way right now. No one can see, but you can imagine. <laughs> Because um, British and old. Uh, so, <laughs> did you watch Monty Python when it was out? Uh, did you? Is this was this your cup of tea? So I don't want to say this was my cup of tea when it came out. I was, you know, in like the age around the age of ten, so it was not exactly my thing. Uh, when the TV show was out, and honestly, the TV show used to have a lot of these strange little cartoon bits sort of cartoon kind of edward gory kind of weird stuff that kind of used to freak me out and scare me a little bit there was a lot of giant faces with giant mouths eating lots of things and i didn't really understand they have some of that in here like some versions of that they do um but that was it it felt more aggressive when it was on the tv show on i don't know on the small screen for some reason um Mm. so i didn't really play into that very much i did see one of their movies in the theaters uh life of brian which i quite enjoyed but um that's probably their most famous i would think i would think if people you would they'd either think of this or life of brian like if they're gonna yeah it's one of it's one of those two i'm actually more familiar with the the different people in the troupe in the other things that they've done in their life with like john cleese and terry gilliam uh, yep. Michael Palin. Um, but yeah, as as a group, this wasn't, you know, I think I might have been a little bit too young for the first viewing. And Nicole, you have pretty much no Monty Python experience going into this? <sighs> no. Oh, I, this is going to be great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any experience. I mean, I know I'm familiar with what it is. I'm familiar with them being a comedy troupe and didn't, I actually didn't know it was a show. So I'm already kind of showing my hand with that, but I have heard of the other films and, um, was always curious to watch this. You know, I never put any thought into doing it myself. So I was, you know, pleased to hear that it was one of our choices because I I was interested in seeing what their deal was. (laughs) I was just saying, something feels like you should see, but it might not be something that you, you know seek out. So that's a good Absolutely. way to put it. Uh, there's we have a this hundred movie bucket list poster that's pretty cool. It's like you can look like a scratch off every time you get one of the movies, and underneath the blank panel is some sort of prop or symbol from the movie. And this is one of the ones on there. And uh, I've seen you know I get I've seen 
75% of the ones on there, and Nicole's seen 25% of them. So once we have both seen it, we, we scratch one off. So we can we can chalk this one off. Thank you to George for, for allowing us to do that. Uh, I have seen this once before, many, many years ago, um, probably at least 10 years ago. I think I was in high school. Uh, so I remembered the the scenes that I think people will even recognize outside of this. There are a couple of scenes in here that made it into memes still and right. uh, are, are parodied. So there's there's recognizable scenes in here. Uh, I don't. I would say I probably by the end of this I was like, yeah, I remembered like thirty percent of that. Um, I have not seen much other Monty Python stuff. This is the only one that I remember actually watching at all. Uh, but I do know, like, well, okay, I know John Cleese, I know Michael Palin, and I know Terry Gilliam. Those are the three, actually, I know, the ones that you mentioned. I don't know these couple of other fellows. Our main actor mm-hmm. here, Graham Chapman, apparently passed away in the mid to late 80s of cancer. So I was wondering why I didn't really recognize him, but that makes sense now. Um, so, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, King Arthur, played by Graham Chapman, and his Knights of the Round Table, played by everyone else, embark on a surreal, <laughs> low-budget search for the Holy Grail, encountering many very silly obstacles. It's a pretty good way to put it. Yep. They're looking for the Holy Grail, they have silly obstacles. So, if you have not seen Monty Python, if you are not familiar with Monty Python, uh, not only this one, but many of them are available on Netflix. Uh, so if you want to go back in there, if you haven't seen it in a long time, we're going to spoil it now. So go check it out there if you have any interest. We read things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria. And those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of this movie. The plot is quite literally King Arthur gathers up. He In the first third of the movie, he's gathering people very unsuccessfully, mostly. Then we just kind of, they're all just kind of there together after a brief cutscene. Then they work together briefly. Then the knights split up and have their own mini adventures before coming back for a conclusion. Uh, and not all of them make it. It's mostly uh, sketch to sketch to sketch to sketch. And they're all themed and have, the, the actors play multiple characters. They're their main knight characters plus other characters that they meet along the way. Like other knights and other weird townspeople and witches and creepy guys. <laughs> and, and Tim. And Tim. We'll get to Tim. And Tim. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's what I'm most curious about because I watched this with Nicole. So I know what she saw and then i know but i don't know what uh what parts you enjoyed well okay um the plot though is is quite that it's hard to kind of rate it because it's just sketches um you could maybe bring up some of the ones you liked uh mama k what do you think of the plot of this yeah it's hard to rate the plot on because on one level it's they're going after the holy grail so i mean that's that's a pretty good plot it did pretty well for a movie called Indiana Jones. Yes, very different movies, but yes. Very different movies, but if you if you read, you know, going on a plight for a cup, that's kind of where we're at. The plot part of the plot is how they get there and what they do along the way. It's really hard I think to judge a Monty Python movie on for plot because it really is a lot of uh sketch comedy. You know, I kind of feel like, okay, day 1 we're going to shoot this and then day 2 we might shoot something that's going to be you know, way later in the movie, which is not unusual on how films are shot, but there's just not always a lot of cohesiveness between what's happening in one scene and what's happening in the next. Um, 
I guess I'm going to go down the middle. I'm going to be really, I do this a lot though. I'm going to give the plot, <laughs> I'm going to give the plot a two and a half. I was going to give it a three, but I'm going to give it a two and a half. It really is not a three. What do you think, Nicole? You know, Mama Kay, I think I might actually have to slightly disagree with you. Um, oh. The reason I say that is I like, I, you think of other things that are set up in this format like saturday night live and something that i grew up was a child spinoff of all that (laughs) um sketch comedy (laughs) skit shows there's a new one out from a female comedian on netflix and it's just skit after skit after skit and they are different peep characters like they it doesn't have the same storyline at all this at least has a storyline attached to it you know they're all still in the same world yeah it's all yeah. in the same realm still. So, you know, I I see what you're, I, I completely agree with what you're saying in the sense that there's there could be a loss of cohesiveness in it. But I think that they do it in a in a good way where if they, you know, if they trail off to something else, at least we can bring the story back in um, to have our plot be solid. So I do appreciate that. I like the idea of being able to have these different things, these different skits throughout and we end up at the same conclusion that we were trying to begin with. So, you know, that was pretty cool. Like I said, I didn't know what to expect from a Monty Python movie. Um, I don't know these actors. You know, I, I am big on pop culture, but this never was in my wheelhouse of things to know. <laughs> um, so I didn't know what to expect of, of how funny it was going to be, if it was going to be so satire, like what it was. But, you know, the, the first the first half, I could say that, you know, I was... I was pretty pleased with what I was watching, you know, just finding it quite enjoyable to watch. I'll, I'll talk more about that as we get into the, the characters and things. But I, all in all, I, I would give it a 3.5. Yeah, uh, so the plot of this, I, I, I kind of in my head break it into the beginning where Arthur and Patsy are trying to recruit people. Then there is kind of just one big scene where they're fighting the French people. Um, not really fighting, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that scene, uh, where they're all together as the knights. Then they go on their separate adventures. That's kind of like the middle part when they do separate adventures and then they come back together at the end. I like the, I like the plot of the beginning where he's unsuccessfully trying to recruit people. A lot of my favorite scenes are in that part. Uh, I don't like much that happens when they're separate. There's a couple of things I kind of like, but like, I don't really care yeah. for the way the plot is there. It just seems like a big time time waster and the skits aren't as funny in the middle i don't think uh, and then when they're all together at the end there's a couple of really good parts um i don't i'm not when we get to the ending i'm not crazy about the ending but there's i think the best stuff is for me at the beginning of the plot when it's just the guy like kind of bumbling around and trying to get people to help him i like that kind of stuff and then we, we completely just kind of eh, bullshit all the way through and then we have all our nights together at the end so uh I'll, yeah, I'll, i kind of i agree with that yeah, I so I, I because I like the beginning quite a bit and there's and there's some stuff when they're all together I like, I'll go with a three. I'm gonna split the difference here and give it a three. Um but the characters, uh other than Arthur and his his assistant with the coconuts, uh Patsy, uh we have the knights, Sir Be- uh, Bedivere the Wise, Sir Lancelot the Brave, Sir Galahad the Pure, Sir Robin the not quite so brave as Sir Lancelot, and Sir not appearing in this film is not in this film. Uh and then we have several side <laughs> characters who they run into along the way 
including famously the Black Knight, Knights Who Say Knee, uh, Tim, and um, among among others. Uh, so the characters in this movie, I'll go back to you, Nicole. What do you think of the characters? Well, did I hear you guys correctly in saying that the lead people play multiple roles in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they show up a lot. I would never, ever be able to tell that. <laughs> I would never know. <laughs> You can I can tell I a couple Michael of times. Palin. Michael Palin's Especially, like well, first of all, I've never seen people. these people's faces in my whole life. Even. Yeah, that makes yeah. a difference, I think. Uh, um, so I didn't know what they were, what they even looked like. And to be quite honest with you, I didn't. Uh, uh, I paid attention more in the beginning. <laughs> um, you might have might have dozed for a minute or two <laughs> in the uh, in the middle. <laughs> There's a couple of things that you're bringing up that I did not know happened in this. So <laughs> Those, the the middle is the place to doze. I'm not gonna lie. And yeah, you picked the, you picked a good. Ending. I was, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she was she was watching the I first. I did not third. feel well today, so it was not a, the right day for me to watch this. <laughs> I will say you saw what or I think is it was the, the best. Perfect day. I'll say I'll say you saw the best parts of the movie, in my opinion, except for a few scenes, maybe. But uh, yeah, the first. Yeah, third, well, what I, I saw, did. what I saw was quite entertaining. As I said, like I I made it up through the part where they were all together as a as a group and they were they passed the castle and then they got into the um it's like one of the first song bits where they yeah, were the in camelot the, where they're gonna go to camelot but they're like no nah, it's annoying let's not go to camelot yeah and up up <laughs> through that i was i was enjoying it like i thought it was pretty funny um i was very on the edge of finding it unbearable for the beginning credits though like i was like oh if this is how it's gonna be i'm like i can't do this it was too like almost too much but they okay so can i can i admit that you know i was playing it with the closed captioning on and i started fucking around with my closed captioning because i was like why is this now in german i don't understand what's happening oh you didn't realize that was a joke (laughs) or i guess eventually you did but uh... eventually i did when i saw moose with the two like it's not an umlaut. I don't know what it is, but the you know the line going through the. O's when I saw that for when they said also also, I'm like, why are they doing that <laughs> with the with the O? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Right, and then the German was sort of English, so I was. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, it was just it, it okay. was just like really bad, like fake German with English, and it got more absurd as it went. And and yeah, it goes on for. That's another thing about these Monty Python skits too is they go on sometimes, oh. like they do, and I think Nicole was getting up agitated because this is not her style of comedy they keep going and then they keep going with the joke oh, and they, yeah. hammer, it, have and a they limit. hammer it and they hammer yeah. it they do that a lot <laughs> oh my god it said oh the person that wipes the moose's left nostrils name is this i'm like okay like we gotta get past this now and then they they got mariachi strobe lights for the rest of the people i'm like okay. what the fuck is this going on <laughs> that was it, that was stroke inducing totally <laughs> It was wild. They didn't have that. They didn't have that warning forty five years ago. So <laughs> they didn't. No, they didn't. But I have a friend who would definitely be in the hospital. Oh my god, that was intense and too much. I did not need that. But anyway, <laughs> the the parts that I saw up to that scene where they were singing in the one castle was enjoyable. The characters, you know, I I liked the back and forth with the the bird carrying the coconut skit. You know, it, it, I thought that was really funny for us to watch our our King Arthur, King Arthur, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. King Arthur. Um, you know, and how he and 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 his little minion work together. I I liked that. That was that was good. I liked the scene 
with the Green Knight and the Black Knight fighting each other and, you know, what ens- what ensues after that, that's really funny. So, what I saw, like, I, I, maybe I did it right and I didn't impair my thoughts by seeing the rest. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, yeah, this is kind of a two and a half person <laughs> review. Um. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have to be honest with my review here. Like, if it, it probably, if it was... Honestly, for you, it helps that you did not see... The most of the rest because i think my point well you think beginning. my points would be a little bit lower for this <laughs> oh almost assuredly almost assuredly yeah <laughs> well i'm gonna give them a three right now so they're they caught me on a day <laughs> they caught you on a day yeah <laughs> you're in a good yet sleepy mood uh, uh mama k what do you think wow that's a ringing endorsement you should watch monty python when you're almost like the asleep. first third and then sleep you like it. Yeah. I think it's interesting to hear that just because I think that the comedy, even of the time, was, um, you know, a little counterculture. It It's not, you know, it's not the slapstick stuff that most of the 70s comedy was. And it was kind of, it was a little bit like where Steve Martin lived in the very beginning of his career. And it's very British. I mean, that's, yeah. that's definitely. Yes. I mean, they even have like, um, like um, a scene where a guy wants to pay off the dead man collector to try to off this old grandpa. <laughs> like that's morbid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I bet 45 years ago, that was like, like biting, cutting, like no one did that in the seventies. Like that was, that was probably groundbreaking then. Yeah, I don't think that anyone was doing this. I mean, we had Saturday Night Live, which was a totally different kind of sketch comedy than this was. I mean, that was even... That had that just started, old. though, too. Like, that was, like... The, yeah, yeah, just a couple years old, maybe. And this and it was bold for its time, uh, too. And I think that this just... This is just so different, I think, than any other type of type of comedy that you can... That, that you can see, and even you know now comedy now is so different it's so quick and witty and smart and i know we've discussed this before that there's just such a big difference but this was that back then so character wise though it was it's it was really interesting to watch because i do have my my favorites i love to watch michael palin play pretty much anything um and also i went through a pretty heavy john cleese phase when he was in a show a british show called faulty towers which is half this but also half there's a little bit of you know falling down kind of comedy which he's really good at his figure of being such a tall lanky dude just kind of lends to all that which that's not really what we got here but um yeah i really i really like that so the char- the a couple of the scenes with the characters that really uh resonated with me especially in the beginning were you know when king arthur um mistakes the michael palin character for a woman he's coming up from behind Mm -hmm. and he mistakes him for a woman and he's he's like no i'm a man and then they start talking about how can you possibly be a king i mean you're not elected how is this even any sort of you know way to rule a country where you're just born and you're born into this and Mm -hmm. i just that whole thing was i thought kind of hilarious and almost timeless when you still have big parts of the world ruled in this manner by monarchy or other types of uh, handing down of, of power. Um, so I, well, he found it because really he got he, uh, a, a woman in a, in a, in a lake gave him a sword. Right. Yeah. He's like, that's, that's how you got power from a sword from a woman in a lake. Um, no. <laughs> um, and then he's still talking about it and, you know, 
King Arthur's indignant about the whole thing. And the uh, about the only... And I also love the, Mylan, the Michael Palin character that's in the middle. Is it Sir Galahad, I yeah, guess? Yeah, he's Galahad. Yeah, his was the only, I thought, kind of different and interesting sort of storyline that went along. Having said that, my favorite scene in the... I mean, everybody talks about the... Uh, the two knights fighting each other. The Black Knight scene is uh, the most famous scene from this, I would would say. Yeah, and it's, you know, nearly nearly a flesh wound kind of, you know, everybody knows that. But there's one toward the end where the castle that they're going to, where there's the wedding that's getting ready to happen, Mm -hmm. and they show the same scene probably six times of... I'm not sure which character it is, but he's coming through the meadow and there are two guards out in front of the castle and he's coming through the meadow and they show him at the very end of the meadow and he's coming, you know, he's like Mm -hmm. running through and then they show the guards faces and then they go back and they show him running through. And I was like, oh, it's taking him forever to get there. And then I realized they're just showing the same exact (laughs) scene of him running in that same exact place, (laughs) like six or seven times. And I was like. I literally could watch this all day. This is like a weird TikTok right now. I love this so much. Um, so I enjoyed that scene. I liked uh, I liked Tim. I liked Tim toward the yes, end. Yes, Tim. Um, because I think it wouldn't have worked in, if his name was anything but Tim, unless it was like Gary or Dennis or something like that. So I think... I mean, my favorite characters were always the Michael Palin characters, but I, I also enjoyed John Cleese. And I really didn't know much about Graham, Graham's last Graham name. Chapman is the main guy in this. Chapman. And I, and he's Brian in yeah. Life of Brian. So he's a lot of times at the at the head of these these, these sketches. Yeah, and I think I think he was really good as um as King Arthur. I really, you know, there's there's the silliness of all of this involved, but sometimes I was really like, okay, yeah, he could he could King Arthur. I I think this is all right. Um, so I enjoyed the characters. I'm gonna give the characters a four. Yeah. Um. So I I like I I like what Arthur's doing for the most part. He has the hard, he has a hard job. He has to he has to be kind of a straight man for the group, but also st- still lean to the silliness. He has a good little character t- uh, tick that he uh, consistently confuses three and five. I really like that. That comes up constantly. Yeah. Uh. So that there's there's things that are good. his his uh. His interaction that Nicole mentions earlier with the with the doves, I think it is, or the pigeons, or what, whatever the the swallows, swallows yeah, the swallows yeah. that comes yeah. into play later. So they they give little nuggets like that, like a cohesive story, and back to the you know the whole plot of it. Um, so I like I, I was like not following that whole that whole swallow thing though. I was like I don't understand what they're talking about. <laughs> the coconuts, the all. swallows carry the coconuts. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay, I would have to buy that, but I, I'm like, I don't, I'm nope. So the, <laughs> uh, the thing you were saying earlier, where like they played that same scene over and over again, and I, and you know, the the in- intro credits that Nicole said were too much. That's one thing. Like with all of these characters and their jokes and and their scenes, sometimes they really beat it too. They beat it too hard for me. Like they they go too long. They keep going and going, and you either have to like mega commit and do it for way 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 too long, like almost like Family Guy level too long, or you gotta dial it like <laughs> rein it back in and like make it a little more like like snappy snap. Um, the scenes that hold up, or like the scenes and character parts that like hold up, like the Black Knight stuff is still. I still think that's hilarious. That is a great great scene. Um, I like. Do you like I the don't, witch scene. The witch scene. 
I like the witch scene too. Yeah, actually, I do. Which one's they, the witch? They're scene? accusing her of being a witch, and he says, oh, well, she weighs the same rem- as a duck, then she's a witch. <laughs> I remember liking that more. It's it's okay. It's still good. Like, um, I, I it's not that's not like a standout for one for me. Um, although that's one people like. People really like that witch one. The, I like she that. Weighs, the, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. I get that. So little character bits that I like. I like Sir Robin, the not quite so brave as Sir Lancelot's crew that he travels with how they all they're always singing a song about how how brave he is except it's always about like him being dismembered or how much of a coward he actually is i like the his little band that go along <laughs> i don't really like like what he does in it because he he deals with the three-headed knight i don't it's fine like i don't who, yeah. who are all also the other cast members um so yeah i don't like but i like his i i I like whenever and when he rejoins the group they're still singing about how how he ran away bravely like i I think that's all really good um uh the michael palin he's gallad the the pure he has to do the whole 150 nubile young women part right that's is that yeah i don't like any of that i don't like any of that um knights who say knee bother me a lot i don't like any of that i don't like the knights that's my least favorite part knights who say knee is real this is the part that's called you should be very happy you missed all of these (laughs) parts because they are not i'm familiar with what you're talking about yeah yeah she would have hated oh that she that's that they really the the I, I like the words like i like they have to find shrubbery like that's good but like the the, the presentation <laughs> of the knights uh, and just the fact they say need to scare like scare you into like it just doesn't make any this sense to me tells me that i would like this as the show if the show was 30 minutes long and then i could turn it off maybe that's possible. that's that's possible um and then it's available to you, I'm sure, somewhere. Uh, yeah, no, I, there were so okay. many. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. Uh, and then I, the, the only part towards like the second half that I really liked was Tim and Rabbit of uh, Carbonong Carebong. Yes, how could I not? Yes, the yeah. Rabbit. So Tim the Enchanter is like here. He gave me. Um, I know it came later, but we did the Power Power Rangers review a little bit. He gave me like Ivan Ooze vibes with his over the topness and his kind of his look. Um, said so I, I like Tim and his his presentation of the rabbit, which that's the one scene to go. I wish you saw more of that because it's just this little bunny who just like murders murders them by like oh, jumping on like I, a string. I've heard of that murder bunny. It's good. I I, I like that scene too. So it's it's a hit and miss pile. Yeah. The characters like are also hit and miss with that. I think they do fine. I don't like that. I mean, we, it's basically like five or six guys and then a bunch of extras. Um, so, uh, you know, characters, I'll give like a, like a two, five. It's not really, I don't know if the characters are what I like about this so much. They don't make it for me. They're not awful. It's inconsistent. Um, but you, there's still a couple of standout moments. So, uh, the visual and sound of this, it's obviously a lower budget. It's older. Uh, there are songs in here. Um, okay. What do you think of the visual and sound? Yeah. Um, it's really low budget and... I think it's evident like throughout the whole thing. Sometimes you just get, I get vibes of um, people just sort of shooting random things in their backyard kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Remembering that it's close to 50 years old helps a little bit, but you also know that there were other things sort of coming out then that were very different and, you know, cinematically shot very 
differently. This was um, made for $400,000, so back that that would be like a what? Like a $3 million budget today kind of like range, two and a half. Yeah. 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 For for context. And I have to say, I mean, you could tell it was, you know, England and it looked miserable and cold and wet and dreary and uh, I mean, they got that right, but mm-hmm. I think that that was a given for them that they didn't really have to go out and find that. I think that was uh, that that was there, and and luckily so um, mm-hmm. for the movie. But yeah, I, and I yeah, uh, I, because of how it's also a sketch comedy kind of uh, where they're that's their that's where they're upbringing. Um, I don't think that helps either. Um, cause that's what the problem with the cohesiveness is for me, that there's just, there's too much, you know, from one thing to the next, it's just, you have to sort of forget what you just watched and go on to the next thing. And then maybe they'll, they'll refer to it again because they have to keep, you know, they have their comedy runs loops through, through the different, um, scenes and, and yeah, a little bit. activities that are happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, three, like you said before, three and five, and yeah, they have some uh, bits. It's not like a that, lot, but, but like there's more than nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah, and those swallows, the swallows run through the whole movie. The swallows, um, the the band that follows Sir Rob and the not quite so brave Sir Lancelot. Um, there's a couple of things. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking that some some of their lack of uh, money for this movie probably actually played really well into it, like the scenery, and also like the fact that. Maybe they couldn't afford horses, and that's how come we have, you know, uh, coconut on cobblestones, even though we're out in the middle of uh, muddy <laughs> forest land right. uh, as as horse hooves. Um, but it it's it's really hard. Uh, it's not good, and it's I feel like watching it now was very similar to watching it then. So it's not like it hasn't aged well. It's just like it didn't start out well. Um, so, so even for your for time, you're saying this looks and, looks cheap. It does, and it yeah, it looks it looks cheap. Um, so for that, I'm gonna give it a two. What do you think, Nicole? Um, yeah, this isn't really my style either, in in the sense that it looks old as shit. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I did appreciate the the effort that they put into having like all these people crawling around in like this mud alleyway and like actually committing to making it look like 900 AD or whatever it was. And it was disgusting. <laughs> um, you know, so that was, that was appreciated. I, I would have liked to have heard more of the songs. And the reason I say that is because I really like their use of wordplay, um, word manipulation um in their songs to make things rhyme that's the kind of things that i enjoy you know with a comedy bit um puns and shit like that so i like that part mm-hmm. you know i thought that that was really neat life of brian might be your jam then there's a couple of pretty good you'll have to we'll watch see. it in three let's se- not in- push it yeah come on you have to watch it in three segments but <laughs> <laughs> but i mean all in all like from what i saw of this like it was fine is the best word i can say um i'll give it a, like it like it i don't know was it good for for the 70s i don't know so what'd you give know? it i'll give it like a two <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, I, uh, I think the stuff 
where it, it's kind of more grounded looks good. Like when, like you said, when they're in like the streets and it's muddy, and when they're in the forest and it's foggy and gross and damp and everything looks horrible. I think all that looks perfectly fine. I mean, the costumes are silly looking, but I think more intentional than than lack yeah. of like like if this this shouldn't have a big budget, it wouldn't feel right. If this was this would probably be like less funny and less um less. I mean, like, the guy got his arm chopped off. The knight got his arms and leg chopped off. Yeah, and he just it looks has ridiculous. Like a, pink, a pink stain on the. <laughs> end yeah, of it. all all that looks ridiculous. And like when they do, like you know, the faraway <laughs> shots, they they even mention like that's just a no, don't worry about it. It's just a model. They do a lot of fourth wall breaking. We haven't talked too much about that, but yeah. they do a lot of a lot of fourth wall breaking. Um, when they do the animation, that all looks god awful. I mean, like I don't know what it. I don't know time wise what it was supposed to be, but. It's um, it's pretty unbearable. Uh, so I'm telling I, you, from back in the time, it was not. I don't know what it was either. So I mean, yeah, they had they don't have the technology we have today. They could to work with, and there was probably a certain charm for some people of that. I don't. I I like some bad, you know, animation and and effect schlock of 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 the past. Like I'm, there's certain movies where I like that. This is not it. This does not. Uh, none of the 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 godhead in the sky, the monster in the cave. Um, all that looks just, just terrible. Uh, so like, I think for the practical stuff, they do pretty well with what they have to do. And when they try to exceed their, exceed their reach, uh, their budgetary and, and time wise, like the time period, uh, it, it fails completely. So I, I, I will split the difference going a little negative because of how distracting the animation is. I'll give it a two five. So the, (laughs) I guess the end, they do kind of get to where they need to go but not exactly they're they're at the bridge where they have to cross uh to get to the grail and there's the troll looking guy who does the three questions first question is always what's your name second question is always uh where uh what what is your quest that you're on and the third question is typically what is your favorite color and it's a very easy question and then you just answer those three and go over but uh every once in a while he'll throw a trick question in there and uh, and uh, he'll make you blow like blow up into the sky and fall into a pit. Um, so only two of our knights make it across, and that's Arthur and Sir Bedivere. I don't know why they chose him to keep on, but they kept Sir Bedivere. Um, and the two of them get past the troll who accidentally blows himself up because he messes up his own question. Uh, right. they, they're about to get to the final little castle on like a little island area. And it's once again, the annoying French guy and his buddies to- tormenting him. <laughs> we, we only briefly touched on them earlier, but that's when the knights are first together. Uh, the, the French people, the, the one guy makes over the top. Ne- this is another one of those beat it into the ground, constant insults that are just so wordy and it was long. nonsense. I, like I, I, maybe this was really funny in the, in 45 years ago. Uh, but he, it's, it's so much. It's so long. Although I do like in the, that first part, the first time we see the French guys, they just start throwing like livestock and animals at them. I, like that's their weapon. They I throwing, do like that very much. I like that a I do lot. Like the flying cow very much. I, the flying cow. And then they, and the, oh. the cow is good. And then I'm like, Oh, that was pretty good. And then you look back and they're now they're just hucking chickens and goats. And they're just <laughs> flying around. Like that is, that is good. Like, cause I, I didn't like that scene at all until they started throwing literal animals at them. Uh, yeah, so that, was, that was good. That's good. Uh, so, but then the French guy is back, he insults them and, and they dump, they dump like shit water on 
on him and so so Arthur and uh and Bedivere walk away but then Arthur like calls an army all of a sudden and so a lot of elaborate camera work to show that there's only really 40 people there, but they try to make it look like there's thousands. Um, and they, they do a decent job of it for the time, I guess. Like, I'm very aware they did not have that many people, but they did okay covering it. They're about to charge the French people when the cops show up, like the 1970s cops. Uh, right. Who have, who have been sprinkled into the movie earlier uh, when they arrested the one guy for killing <laughs> one of the narrator uh, historians. Um I do like that. That's very Monty Python. Yeah, it's too it's too fourth wally breaky. It's too it's too much all the time. They, they I don't care for a lot of the fourth wall breaking stuff in here. When the what's her name uh, Zoot and Dingo, the identical twins from the yeah. like she she recognizes their place in the story, and then we cut all around to all the different characters we have seen and will later see and. Mm, I don't like all the fourth wall breaking, but that's kind of how we end. The cops try to like arrest all of the all of the the of Arthur and his and his cronies, and then he pushes the camera, like the the literal camera, and then that's that's how the movie ends. So, oh, that sounds and great. it just ends. Yeah. So, I, you, Nicole, like, once again, Nicole, abruptly. I think you saw the parts you would have liked. Uh, this is <laughs> completely boring me right now, and I. <laughs> so. I don't know if it's very entertaining describing uh, uh, what happens in Monty <laughs> Python, but uh, the the resonance and feel uh, <laughs> interesting category for this. But Nicole, what do you what do you think of the first thirty five minutes of this movie? I don't feel a damn thing. I don't I don't know. I thought it was <laughs> fine. I was I was entertained for a bit there. Um, interesting that something like this caught on to become so famous and popular and. Um, critically acclaimed up, it's got it like a 97 at all anymore like, <laughs> like saturday night live did you know it does and has continued for 45 50 years like that's so impressive and this i unfortunately doesn't look like it's stuck around but <laughs> um i mean i would like to know how groundbreaking this really was like i of course have heard of it it's a monty python is a name that a lot of people know, you know, I guess for taking the risks that it did. So I can appreciate that, but it's not, it's not really up to, you know, the taste that I, that I appreciate it the most. I don't know. I'm going to give it like a, a two. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess for us, like talking about Monty Python is like dancing about architecture. You can't really do it because it's <laughs> something you have to see. You yes. know, it's That's not amazing. It's not anything you can just like talk about unless you're talking with somebody who I, I think unless you're talking with somebody who has like a lot of appreciation for it. And I think that if that were the case, I think it gets you more excited about it. Like I think if there's if you're in with somebody who's really into the culture of that and it really is, it's sort of a counterculture piece that was happening uh, at the time. And I think it probably swept Britain very differently than us because they do have such a very dry, but really naughty sense of humor over there. And I think this was, you know, right up their alley. And for us, it was just a little, a little bit quirky. Is this where you think um, that like Austin Powers got its inspiration from? Like the people that created Austin Powers? Because uh, Austin Powers is a pretty straightforward, I think, Bond knockoff. I mean, oh. Uh... It is a Bond yeah. knockoff, but it is it also the completely of... uh, over. It does the have top. a kind of. It does kind of have a skit like nature. You're you're right there. Like, it, yeah. it, it's loosely tied together with. Yeah, that, that's a good point. It's it's yeah, but do... again, uh, distinctly British humor. 
Right. And it's sort of like, we have all these really great ideas. What's a, what's a storyline that we can um, sort of have a tie through for? And that's kind of how I think a lot of their stuff goes. Like, I feel like that's how Life of Life of Brian goes. You get a pretty basic linear story and you can you can do anything with it. And I think that they're all really funny in their, uh, as far as the people who are playing them, they're all really funny in their own way and they're all a little and they're all differently funny so the fact that they could get together and do this is kind of you know sometimes it's it's like saturday night live there are seasons that work really well when you have people that can work together really well and that their type of humor complements one another and then you have really bad seasons where uh that doesn't happen so i think that this mm-hmm. grouping is and this time frame in their relationship this and and life of brian worked out really well for them and like I said, I really in, enjoy watching them more in their separate um, exploits. I mean, I really like Michael Palin when he decided he was going to go around the world, not as um, a character, but as himself. And uh, he did a couple of different shows doing that, which was kind of, which was fun to watch. But that that's kind of, that's in my wheelhouse big time. Um, and then John traveling, Cleese. I traveling funny British man is, yes, that you like. Oh, uh, totally <laughs> in my wheelhouse, right? Um, yeah. And then if you haven't seen A Fish Called Wanda with John Cleese, you're sleeping because that movie is a combination Probably. of America. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's I actually really like recently. Fish Called Wanda. That's my favorite thing, actually, that John Cleese or Michael Palin have been in that I've seen. I really like oh, that movie a lot. So good together, but it's not just that. It's, you know, Kevin Klein and Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, it's, oh, Kevin it's Klein a really is so good... amazing in that. Kevin Klein's amazing it's, in that. <laughs> Kevin Klein is so good in that. Um, it's just a good mashup. But you can see, you know, you can see the beginning where they're, when you're watching a John Cleese or a Michael Palin um, or a Terry Gilliam movie, you can see where, where their beginnings were. Uh, Terry Gilliam and, directs a lot. And he made, I mean, he directed, yeah. co-directed this and he directs stuff that goes beyond this. Like he, he's, he's definitely the least type cat type casted genre genre pigeonholed i think he's directed a lot of things that aren't you i i don't think i could tell it would be him like it doesn't i don't know if i don't know if i can always taste this monty python flavor in his later works well i mean all you have to do is watch brazil and that's right that's the 80s version of this not this movie but of this kind of humor i think brazil and yeah interesting also another movie he also did like about. 12 monkeys though which is not at all <laughs> like yeah. i mean it's not all it's not all like this no but i can see you know there are there are ways that there are there are things that you can see that sort of uh filter into other other parts of of the different characters uh or the different um people's lives so um i wasn't sure how much i was gonna like this because i can't imagine why i hadn't seen it until now and why i had seen the life of brian and enjoyed it and didn't You've never seen this? I've oh, never I'm, seen this. I'm also I'm surprised. surprised. Yeah. yeah. No, never. And um That's really weird to me. This definitely seems like something you would have seen. Do you feel <laughs> like you've completely been left out for the past forty years? Well, I <laughs> as far as resonance and feel, my life has meaning now, so um I guess that's you know you, that's it helpful. has the meaning of life. The meaning of life, yeah. Oh, meaning of life is good too. Yeah, um, yeah. I've never seen that one, but. <laughs> oh, you know what? The songs that I'm thinking of are actually from Meaning of Life. So, um, hmm. you, Nicole, no, I'm not going to recommend it because then you're going <laughs> to get mad at me. 
Um, <laughs> but it will bring you some probably real quality sleep time. Um, so I, the resonance and feel for me is, is higher than I thought it was going to be. I'm really I'm going to give it a four for, for this. So I'm, I'm, I have no personal nostalgia to this, uh, having only seen it once in high school and not really watching much else of Monty Python. I know the other actors involved and, and Terry Gilliam's directing a couple of things I've seen. Um, but I, the only thing I, I knew, I know on this, uh, like the zeitgeist outside of it is the Black Knight scene and a couple of the other scenes I've probably seen sprinkled throughout pop culture, but the Black Knight scene is is like the is like the main thing people remember from this. Um, does it hold up at all? Mostly no. Um, like there's a couple of things that are still I, in the hour and a half. I'd say there's like ten to fifteen minutes that made me like legitimately laugh. I was like. This could be made now with some spruce ups and still be great, um, but there's a lot in here that doesn't hold up really at all for me. And I don't know if I could have put it back then if it would have even been my cup of tea. I probably, I probably, definitely, not probably, definitely. That doesn't make any sense. There's a <laughs> good chance definitely. that I would have appreciated it more back then. Um, and I don't. It's hard with comedies. Comedies have a really hard time holding up. You look at even. 30 years ago you look at probably early 2000s now like comedies struggle holding up uh, especially if you have no nostalgia for them and you're going in fresh so um it, it doesn't quite do that it's got some some uh iconic things in it and has a legacy going forward so i will give it a two because it has that but um i personally this is not uh something i fully resonate with and i don't feel an urge to go uh, strolling through the catalog, I, I don't, uh, I don't feel that urge. So uh, the uh, I do, oh, and I'm surprised. I am not surprised that you would want to watch this. It <laughs> seems like very much something you would want to watch. But this you is like, like the British I, I, stuff. I, this... You like a lot of the actors in it. It's not your. You you like a good amount of comedies and and I do like know. comedies, but it's probably been 30 years since I've seen a Monty Python. I mean, I think the last thing I saw was Meaning of Life. So this it's just been seems a like while. your style. You know, I don't know. I, I I I am not surprised you like this. I'm surprised you had never seen it. That's what's surprising to me. Um, but we are at the end Surprise. here. Uh, surprise uh overall recommends <laughs> nicole would you recommend monty python and the holy grail you know the 35 um, minutes you saw <laughs> well that part perhaps but it sounds like the rest of it wouldn't hold up to what you enjoyed for the first part so i mean i i'm not going to recommend it because i just don't think that it holds up now and try, trying to introduce this troop and you know what they're what they were doing to someone new you know like myself or or brennan like that didn't have much knowledge of it don't think it's something that could catch on as being like your new favorites <laughs> um if you're someone that likes to watch cult classic type stuff and things that like were groundbreaking to a, to an era, you know, that this could be it, but i feel like if i was going to try to find something that really encompassed what the 70s were for for movies i i would go a different route i, I wouldn't take this route so i'm gonna say no oh, okay i'm gonna recommend this movie for two reasons or two specific types of audiences one is if you do have nostalgia for this kind of uh, sort of irreverent comedy uh from the 70s it's fun to revisit and the second reason is because it really 
um, is one of the movies out there that's iconic. And it's one of, it was on your hundred movie poster. Therefore it's something that you should probably right. see. Um, yes. And I looked briefly at um, like, the kudos and recommends for it. And it's consistently high. I mean, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and user reviews. Um, yes, this is well received high. across the board. I don't know yeah. uh, what the mix is of uh, contemporary reviews of the time and revised reviews today. I don't really know what that mix is, but it's, it's 97% high. 97% or something, right? Right. It's 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. And the other critical sites have it in the, you know, eight, eight-ish range, eight out of ten range. Yeah. So. And because it's, it's an old movie, it, it's hard to like recommend on that basis only just because that just might be, you know, if you're going to go and look and, and look for this kind of movie, you're looking for this kind of movie. So you're probably going to give it a recommend. Um, so, I mean, you have to take that a little bit with a grain of salt. But um, I mean, I'm glad I got you to mean, foray into like it because the Star Wars movies don't. Wait, you even what? dare. <laughs> I just needed the rise. Don't Jeez. you even dare. The rise of Skywalker? <laughs> don't don't the you. The rise of the Skywalker. We are not talking about any of that right now. That is not appropriate. Nicole's trying to extend this somehow by bringing Star Wars into the fold. Mm-mm. Nope, we're not talking about that. that. It's not even, family, not even in the this same. This family already knew what they were bringing in with me, so... <laughs> This is another ball game. This is another sport entirely. Not even on the same (laughs) universe. Not the same galaxy. Galaxy far, far away. So Um, you're recommending it, okay then? To 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 in general. I'm gonna recommend that. I'm also gonna recommend the Star Wars franchise if that's (laughs) where we're going with this. But yeah. That shouldn't even be in question. I, I, I can't believe you would ever say that, Nicole. Um, I I cannot (laughs) I cannot recommend this. Um because I have no one to recommend this to. Uh, there's, there aren't people. I don't really know anybody who would enjoy this outside of Mama K. Is the, like when I thought of who would enjoy this, is Mama K. Uh, I, I, had, I know just everyone else would just not enjoy this. Even people who like to go back and revisit things, comedies just have a really hard time holding up. It's not fair to them, you know. They, they're, they're trapped in the time more than any other genre. I think maybe horror movies, but you, there's still like a kind of like you can get out of old campy horror movies uh but you look back at the movies that hold up over time and people have a high reverence for i mean this this gets some of that but like it's mostly dramas maybe some some action stuff romances um it this doesn't hold up well enough for me to say it's good you should go see it it's it's got some stuff in here the people who I, I agree with the, the monkey thing. The people who are going to seek it out are going to have a good chance at liking it. I wanted to see it, but I uh, I didn't enjoy it, really. I, I liked little bits and pieces, but I, I I don't have any interest in going further into the catalog. That's kind of what I was coming... If I came away with this being like, I should probably see Life of Brian now, and I should see... Uh, uh, the What was the other one we said? The li- Something Life... Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't feel the urge to revisit this or any other Monty Python. I think I, I it's not for me. And I there's not but too many this, people I think, I think it'll be for. This is a stepping stone for us though to maybe consider doing a fish called Wanda if that's out there. So That's I mean, yeah, I mean if someone would like to recommend that, I don't know if I could drag Nicole back into a similar thing like this and we already know it's... what Jess thinks of movies from before from before the twenty first century, so uh, we'll see. You know what? Sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone. Just saying. I agree. And Nicole, Nicole does. Nicole so, does. I, I try. I try Talking to drag to you, Je- Jess. I, yeah, I know. I try to drag her. 
we'll, we'll get her one of these days. But uh, I don't think I don't think a fish called Wanda is going to turn Jess around <laughs> on movies from the 20th century. So I think we should pick something different to try to convert her. But one recommend, two not recommends for Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, so that is available on Netflix, as are several other Monty Python related things. So if you are of that of that liking, go go find those there. Um, coming up, more listener suggestions. Uh, our schedule is opening back up a little bit. We still have a lot. Well, opening back up. There's nothing to fill it with. Theater reviews have been <laughs> on, on further notice. Uh, through June, Jeez. things have been canceled now. I think since July, there's a possibility some theaters will reopen if they survive all of this. Uh, I'm really, I really am afraid that my AMC Stubbs membership is going to not be very useful going forward, but we will see. Situation. I'm very afraid, actually. I am legitimately worried about the major chains. I mean, I would like to go and see the small stuff in the small theaters, but that means only certain things, like, we won't, we just won't be doing as many theater reviews. Logistically, it won't make sense, but we'll cross that bridge, hopefully never, because I don't want to do that, but keep recommending to us <laughs> on streaming. Uh, we have uh, the major ones, except for HBO. Everyone has HBO. We don't have it. None of us have HBO, I don't think. I think that HBO may be having a 30-day free type of deal going on for, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as we all know that we're in this lockdown uh, worldwide. They uh, are doing some things for, for people. I think that we should look into that. Okay. For now, we have that. De- we definitely all have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and Disney Plus. So if it's streaming there, you want us to review it. Here are the places to reach and out YouTube. to us. Maybe and there's YouTube. stuff on YouTube. There are some things, not too many things, but there, I mean, as far as like actual movies, but they, we don't they, have they're, YouTube they're... TV though. No, we don't. Just forget YouTube. We don't have that. If you want to reach out to us <laughs> to recommend anything, <laughs> films with the women in my that life my on Facebook. Part so far today. <laughs> Forget YouTube. We don't have that. You can reach out to me individually. I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. You can reach out to Mama K on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And as always, you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, Nicole and Mama K, for being yes. on for Monty Python. This was fun time. You're welcome. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.